Welcome to the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast. I'm Dr. Jay Calvert, and I am here today with Dr. Millicent Ravello. Millicent, how are you doing? I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm doing great. I am, uh, I'm really happy to be here with Orla yes. from the Rock Spa. Yay! Welcome, yeah. Orla. I'm back. That's right. We are glad you're back because we have more to talk about. Lots more. We want to talk about today with you, and just for everybody who's kind of tuning in for the first time, Orla is the PA, the physician assistant. Like if you say PA in Hollywood, people think like a production assistant. assistant. Or production, production assistant. assistant. Yeah, and, and you're getting coffee for Robert De Niro. But totally. that's not what she does. What Orla does is... Maybe Robert De Niro is my patient. Just that's kidding. Right. <laughs> and obviously not HIPAA. So we're going to talk today about one of the procedures that Orla does for her patients, which is microneedling. Yes. And microneedling is kind of kind of a great thing. It does it a lot. So tell, lot. give us your overview of uh, microneedling. So microneedling is a non-invasive resurfacing treatment uh, with minimal downtime. And what it is, is it's basically, I call it like a pen that you use that has tiny little needles that vibrate all over the skin and you're causing trauma to the skin. And there's different depths that we use to, you know, depending on what we're trying to treat, uh, but it causes a trauma to the skin. And then your body responds by sending, you know, macrophages and tries to heal the wounds that we've just put into the skin. And in turn, what they have found that it will help to minimize pores. It'll help with fine lines and wrinkles. It'll help with acne scarring. It even helps with a little bit of pigmentation. So it's great. I've been using it a lot for people that have melasma. Yes, very because key. Because typically with melasma, we can't really use lasers because it can make it worse. Melasma being that brown pigmentation. That brown, yeah, it's an overproduction of pigmentation there's multiple reasons why people get that. And we that could be another podcast that we could right, get into right. just alone. Um, but yeah, it's a great procedure. A couple of days of downtime. People love it. You know, they love the way that their skin looks afterwards. Yeah, they do. They go crazy they over go microneedling. They go crazy and over it's microneedling. It's not that expensive. It's not like it's a not laser. not that expensive. No, yeah. it's, it's, you know, sometimes it's cheaper than laser. Uh, but you do have to do multiple treatments to kind of get the the ultimate results with it and you will see a lot after one but depending on what we're treating we we do recommend to do multiple treatments and then get yourself on a maintenance program and do that you know a couple times a year and you know everyone likes it and you use it for scars use it for scars that that's really key yeah i I, i've liked that for like my rib harvest scars right the mark of calvert <laughs> have a revision rhinoplasty. You get this this little cut over the eighth rib, um, but yeah, that those scars tend to do really well. But they do even better when they get microneedled. When microneedled, yeah. Well, it's the whole thing, like you said. You create the micro injury, then the inflammatory cells come in, and the macrophages, and all of them. Their whole goal at the end of the inflammatory period is to lay down collagen. Like that's the yes. ultimate. Yeah, final it's a collagen induction in co- process. A collagen yeah. induction therapy. So. It's causing, you know, that collagen to be stimulated so that it causes, you know, the pores to be minimized, the fine lines in the wrinkles to be minimized. And it does a lot for, I mean, it's a great, great treatment. And, you know, with the minimal downtime that you have associated with it, it's just a very popular treatment, especially now. 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of people get get microneedling and they love it. Yeah. So what can the patient expect coming in, you know, first time microneedling? How would they do it? What can they expect? Pain, time, et cetera. So after we do a consultation and we determine they're a good candidate for it, then they would... Basically, the whole process is they come in, they sign a consent form. We not we typically use topical numbing cream because it you know for some people it's a sensitive procedure to do. I don't know if you would want to get stabbed with you know tiny little needles in your face, but uh, so there are we, some people that would sign up for that. Yes, I'm sure there are. Yes. So but if put, you're in, not into that sort of thing, we'll use the numbing cream. We'll use the numbing cream. Yes. So they numb for about half an hour to 45 minutes, depending on their. I also have this great machine if. People are really, really hate needles. We have the Pronox machine. Oh, that is a good machine. Which uh, uses nitrous and oxygen. <laughs> that is a good machine. <laughs> have you used it? I have used it. <laughs> Personal experience, great machine. Yep. So, you Get know. a little procedure to do. So. Got it, got it. So for people that, you know, need it, then we can use that as well to help eliminate the, the pain, t- you know, the pain for this. And then, you know, it's about a, 15, 20 minute procedure. They'll be a little sunburned for a couple days. They might have some pinpoint bleeding. And um, then we recommend some different serums and, and products that we recommend for them to apply at home for a couple days. And then usually within, you know, three to four or five days, they're pretty much healed and they can start their regular routine at home. And when would they start seeing results? Usually about a week to two weeks is when they'll they'll start to see. I tell people it takes about, you know, three to four weeks to ideally see the full results because, you know, collagen induction therapy happens over time. Right. It's not immediate. So and then and obviously the more treatments they do, the better their results will be. And how frequently do you have to, or would you recommend doing treatments? So I, so I usually recommend them to do anywhere from three to six sessions, depending on what we're treating, and they could do it about four weeks apart. Got it. And tell us a little bit about the kind of serums and ointments and creams you use during the procedure. So during the procedure, I'll, it, it also depends on what we're treating. So I'll tailor it towards the problems that we want to attack with it. So uh, I'll use anything from hyaluronic acid to vitamin C to some different pigmentation serums that I have to growth factors. So there's a multitude of different serums that I'll use during the treatment, depending on what we're treating. The idea is that while, as you're creating this trauma to the skin, you're also putting this therapeutic serum. And driving it, it in. Yeah. yeah. As opposed to just sitting on the surface like you'd apply in the morning. Right. This is actually putting it deeper. Right. Yeah. And, you, you know, those micro channels are causing that topical serum or products that you apply to get deeper into the skin right. so that you get better results and more regeneration of the damaged skin over time. Yeah, the results are great. I mean, I, I think the I when that first kind of hit the, you know, hit the pavement for aesthetics, I was like, yeah, you know, I think this is going to be pretty good. But I've actually been surprised, surprised. at how good it is. Right, I mean, right. like some of the results are as good as doing lasers. And I guess, I mean, this has been around, you know, I think it started in China, I think. I don't know. I don't know. Like, like in it's, 6th century BC like, or yeah, something. Yeah, like a long time ago. I know. <laughs> <laughs> It's like an old Chinese, an old Chinese therapy. therapy. Yeah. So then do you also do the PRP with it as well? 
for the right patient, I will do PRP. Uh, platelet-rich so plasma. plasma for our viewing audience. Yes, platelet-rich plasma. Or they call it the vampire, the vampire. facial. No, no, you didn't say that. I know. You didn't say that. Nope, that's not what it is. That's not what it is. That's a trademark term. We don't do that here. No, we do not do that here. We've been called multiple times by the trademark owner saying, I understand you do this. I'm like, we don't touch that with a 10-foot pole. No, we don't. We don't do that. We do something different. And actually, that's not what we do. If you're doing microneedling with PRP, that is not what that is. We do microneedling with PRP. Right. So that's what we do. But mm-hmm. the uh, that procedure, which will remain nameless because I don't want to turn to a bat, um, <laughs> is really a different procedure altogether. Right. It's a different procedure. Yeah. You guys didn't see airplane, evidently. <laughs> it's been a while. Right. So it's a different procedure altogether. And then you go. It's a, it's different, a different procedure. procedure. <laughs> Thank you. There we go. We got it. All right. Score. We got one. I got it. Jason Berkeley, 80s movie reference. It's all there for you. You have to now listen to this podcast. <laughs> you would be very upset if you guys don't nail that. So thank you for got doing it. it. Got it. <laughs> all right. Uh, what else about microneedling? Um, we always sort of finish our talks about what are the potential complications. Let's talk about that. And then we always talk about the price. So let's go over that. Yeah, what is it? What does quick. it cost? I don't even know. So for just microneedling of the face, it it just depends on the area. So for a face, which is the most popular, most requested treatment, uh, it's about $350, If you do it with PRP, it's $750. And um, as far as complications slash side effects. Side effects, yeah. What could they potentially see go wrong? Could you get bad scarring could you get hyperpigmentation hypopigmentation so there is risk you know with any sort of procedure yes there is risk so you want to make sure you go to a provider that can that does it all the time and that potentially won't cause these to happen but hyperpigmentation can happen in some patients that are prone to hyperpigmenting you know there's not a lot of side effects have you seen an infection have you seen any of that stuff i haven't Trying to think if I've seen any like infections common with any procedure. Infection, right. you is do common. enough of them, you're going to get an infection yeah. at some point. I did have one patient that she kind of erupted in little vesicles, kind of around her. Might have been her, her cold mouth, sore, so it might have been right. like a cold sore herpes type right. infection. Yeah, um, I mean that that I could see being common. We often for any aesthetic procedure, if you get herpetic sores if you get cold sores you should take some valtrex you got to call in be like hey by the way i get these like wicked cold sores if i do anything if i get stressed out then you want to be on valtrex before you get lip filler microneedling lasers anything because you can get an eruption of those yeah so i think that was more of a herpetic infection than but i haven't really seen uh, you know because i I, you know everything's sterile the needle is you know it's, it's a one-time use. One-time it's a use, and we it dispose of yeah, it. it be you know, the machine is you know sterilized every after every treatment, and there's really no way you know right. that there's any contact. You know, so everything's done sterilely, and um, I mean, they might get a little bit of bruising. You know, um, to, especially if they use yeah, some, some blood, blood thinners. Vessels, yeah. You know, because you might break some blood vessels. Um, you know, redness. But this can be used on all skin types, all skin it can colors. Be used right? on all skin skin types, and and you know my the first time I do it, I tend to be more a lot more conservative because okay. you know everyone reacts differently, and because it's a multiple session treatment, I usually tend to you know not go that deep right. the okay. first treatment, and then as we need to, I'll you know push up the 
the depth of it. Um, but you know, the collagen induction is usually at that one to one and a half millimeter depth. And so that's 10 to what I used to start with. Um, and then, you know, that's legit. different, you know, it, it just, and it honestly, it just depends on what we're treating. Cause acne scars, we tend to need to go deeper. Sure. Um, melasma, you tend to not want to go too aggressive cause you don't want to cause that to be worse, become worse. So, you know, it's all about making sure, you know, your provider knows what they're doing <laughs> and is, you know, they have all the they're proficient, <clears throat> proficient. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, that always comes down to what I talk about probably too much for the residents and the fellows, but it comes down to making a diagnosis. Right. Sounds ridiculous that I have to say that but most people just start treating people right they walk in I want microneedling great here you go get out here pay your money goodbye you get the same thing make a diagnosis it's it's so important I mean by the way on a on a note like our our guy with the chin problem that we Mm -hmm. took care of we took care of this guy who had like a a potpourri of issues with his chin that came that was resulting from surgery gone awry from fillers gone awry to correct the surgery gone awry from blah 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 blah. there were so many things and and orla and i sat there with like a full evaluation of the problems and it was multifactorial and without that he wouldn't be where he is and he said sent a big thank you to you and uh he said, you know, when I, when you called for, you know, Orla to come over and take a look with you and you guys sat there brainstorming, I knew I've been, I was in the right place. I said, well, nobody had made a diagnosis. Right. You know, he had been treated over and over and over again by everybody else, but nobody took the time to figure out what the problem What's is. What's the problem? Yeah. It's like crazy. Right. You got to figure I mean, out the problem. And that's, I think also that's the problem with a lot of providers that do minimally invasive. I mean, I'm sure you guys see it as well as with surgical patients as well is they don't know if there is a problem that comes up, they don't know how to handle it. Right. You know, or they're not, you know, they don't know, Oh, well, you know, if I do this, this is the possible other side effects or compliment complications that could happen, you know, and then they just kind of put their arms up and are like, I don't know, like, go see this person and, right. you know, maybe they can help and that's you. That's a whole so. definite other topic of discussion. But certainly having a experienced mid-level practitioner is extremely helpful. And I do think having an aesthetic, non-invasive practice within a plastic surgery practice is super helpful because you do know when to refer for surgery. And if you just go to some med spa in the corner, they have no incentive or reason to send you out, even if what you need is They're going to sell you stuff that they can do. And what they can do there. And it's going to be fillers and it's going to be lasers that don't work. So having really almost like a family, a practice that can tell you when you need surgery that can tell you when you just need a good facial that can tell you when you need fillers is really key to making sure the patients get the right treatment for their money right and i think you know that's that is key you know Dr. Calvert, I've referred you many patients that have had to have surgery with you and they're super Because they hit the happy. wall with the fillers. They hit their wall <laughs> with the fillers. They hit the wall with the old therapy. I mean, I don't know how many patients I've turned down for old therapy. <laughs> A lot. So, um, but, you know, I think our, our team, our approach is great because, yeah. you know, we do have the when to send them to you and, you know, vice versa. You know, and I send them back. You send them back or you you say, you know, this is all I can do for you. 
let's get you on a good skincare regimen, a good skincare plan. And it's I mean, how many a- patients have I like said, like, I'm not doing anything. Go see Orla. Right. <laughs> like it's over. Like, you know, I'm not going to, and, and I was going to add a little story about that. A lot. Because yeah. <laughs> they come to me and they're like, he told he me to come it. see you. I'm like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> he won't do anything. Well, I mean like, so male facelifts is classically the place where I hit the wall pretty quickly on surgery right? because I refuse to make the plastic surgical alien. So this is where you have the patient that, and, and I, we have a guy that we took care of who remained nameless. Well, I wouldn't, I I wouldn't operate. I wouldn't operate on him. I wouldn't operate on him. I wouldn't operate on him. This is another guy. Oh, another one. Okay. And I sent him out looking great. The guy was in his seventies and he, he and I looked like fraternity brothers when I was done with him, but he wanted, you know, this isn't tight enough. I need this tighter. I need this to be this way. I was like, you look like you're in your fifties and right. you are, you know, like well into your seventies. Don't do anything. You're going to start to look weird. So fast forward nine months later, I realized I haven't seen this guy in forever. And one of the people that knows him came into the office to, to talk to me for something else and goes, Hey, by the way, you didn't do that to so-and-so, did you? I go, do what? <laughs> like, man, he looks weird. No, so he went no. somewhere else. Got what he was Paid a load of money. For, yeah. And looks bizarre. Weird. And so he, I, I just said, no, I wouldn't do that. I said, obviously, he found somebody who would. Right. And he, I'm sure, you know, maybe he's really happy like that. Like, I just won't do that. Right. Like, and that's fine. So, you know, when I say no, I mean, no. You and know, the thing like, is, is, you so know. Is we get this all the time when patients come in and you know don't make me look like so and so or don't make me look like i don't want to look like that person on the street that you walk by and they look so windblown you know and you know that's just it's not an odd look. that's not what we do here we no. don't do that surgically we do not do that with you know minimally invasive stuff and you know it's all about making yourself look refreshed making yourself look better we would be huge in the Midwest, wouldn't we? <laughs> like for Hollywood, we're a little bit, you know, we're for like normal people here. We're, like, we're you know, for normal people. We just, and we, you know, most of our patients are. They are. But, but we, we just, I don't know that we'd make it in like the, you know, the like crazy part of town. Like right. we, we just won't, we wouldn't fit in. Right. But like the Midwest, they'd be like, yeah. man, those, those people really make you look great. Yeah. Yeah. Which we do. Which I think, do. I think our patients look amazing. They really do start to, they, they just get better looking every year and. That's the key. I mean, even look at the people that work here. Right. The people that work here look better than when they started. You yep. know, it's unbelievable. And we've been here a long time. We've been here a long time. And the people that work with us have been with us a long time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, we have, uh, you know, decades, well, not with an S, but decade plus with everybody. Right. I mean, it's, you know, the, the main people in this practice have been around forever. Right. Which means we're just getting old, and yeah, uh, getting that's old. why we need these procedures even more. <laughs> Anything else about microneedling, Orla? I'm trying to think if I, I think I touched on all of it. Yeah, I think that was good. It's a cool. great procedure. If you're interested, give us a call at Rock Spa. I'll that's be right. happy to see you as a patient. We could do a consultation. Make sure you're a good candidate for it. And By the way, you didn't know this, maybe, or maybe you do. Rock Spa actually sponsors this podcast. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Rock Spa. Thank you, Rock Spa. So, if you're wondering who's footing the bill, it's you. It's Rock you are. Spa. Got it. Thanks, Orla. <laughs> no problem. We appreciate it very I'll much. I'll keep doing my stuff I do. <laughs> Thank you. That's good. Otherwise, there's no podcast. 
And with that, this is the Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast coming to you from the 90210. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is brought to you by Rock Spa. This is MediSpa, located both in Beverly Hills and Newport Beach, providing services such as Botox, fillers, lasers, and all therapy, as well as hydrofacials and all the aesthetic products you could possibly need. It's run by the medical director, me, Dr. Jay Calvert. Rock Spa Beverly Hills is located at 120 South Spalding Drive in Suite 340, Beverly Hills, 90212. The phone number there is 310-777-0496. And Rock Spa Newport Beach is located at 1617 West Cliff Drive, Newport Beach, California, 92660. The phone number there is 949-640-1111. You can go to their respective websites, rockspanewportbeach.com or rockspabeverlyhills.com. Rockspa was created to help my patients maintain their aesthetic beauty in between whatever operations they have throughout their lives. It's something that allows patients to come in, get their facials, skin treatments, take care of all the Botox fillers and lasers that they need to keep up their beauty, and if they've invested in any of the aesthetic operations I perform, it's the way to maintain those operations. If you mention this podcast, you will get the member's pricing for your hydrofacial. The Beverly Hills Plastic Surgery Podcast is the way that Dr. Ravello and I talk about the issues that are important to us in plastic surgery, but there's nothing better than getting to take care of our patients and do plastic surgery. Our practices are located in Beverly Hills, and I also have a satellite office in Newport Beach. You can learn about my practice at drcalvert.com, and you can reach my office by calling 310-777-8800, and that will get you an appointment either in Beverly Hills or at the Newport Beach office. My practice is located in Beverly Hills. Our office phone number is 310-954-1355. You can also contact us directly through the website, which is rovelloplasticsurgery.com. We look forward to seeing you in the office for some aesthetic tune-ups.